What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast, where we will talk about the mental side of basketball. Before we get started, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Wynn Brown, and I'm the host of this podcast. Um, a little bit about myself and about my history with basketball before we get started. Again, my name is Wynn Brown. Um, I have over 15 years of experience playing the game of basketball. Currently, I am at Webster University, where I play basketball here where I'm a fourth year senior. During my career I've had um, over a thousand points. Um, I've won a, a conference championship. I've been an MVP of the conference tournament and also have been a part of a team that has made it to the national tournament, the NCAA national tournament. And just a little bit why I wanted to talk about uh, the mental side of basketball. A lot of times I feel that People harp on the physical side of the game, such as skill work, shooting, ball handling, um, the physical side of it, weightlifting, getting your body big and ready for a long season. While I feel that is important, I feel like without the mental side of the game, um, your basketball skills will only go so far. Because a lot of times, things don't always go the way that you want them to on the court. And without that mental strength, without that mental toughness, I feel that you won't last in this game at all. It's like a middle school level. So some of the things that I want to cover in this show will be just the importance, how important uh, the mental side of basketball is, um, how to mentally prepare yourself for the game, as well as coping with uh, coping with the, the pressure and the setbacks that happen on basketball. I would also like to talk about uh, building confidence and resilience so that when you go on the court, you're, you're playing free and with confidence and not holding yourself back. I'd like to talk about um, dealing with stress and anxiety. And finally, I want to get into flow state, that state where everything kind of blacks out and you feel like you're playing at your max potential with the least amount of effort put in. Thank you again for listening to my podcast, and I'm excited to have you on next week's episode. Thank you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast. I'm your host, Wynn Brown. And last week, I talked about what I'll be getting to in this podcast. But this week, I have somebody very, very close to me on my basketball team, Jamar Sykes. Uh, he's a freshman for the basketball team here at Webster University. And I'll be asking him some questions today about the mental side of basketball and his perspective on it. And then it will just be basically a conversation back and forth about, you know, tips and tricks and things like that about the mental aspect of basketball. So without further ado, I'll let Jamar introduce himself. Jamar, just give us a rundown of how you got into basketball. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm Jamar Sykes. Basketball's pretty much been in my life since I've been born. My dad was playing since I was a kid. And it's basically been in my, in my family, on my dad's side for a long time. Okay. So me being a junior or whatever. <clears throat> Someone to follow in my dad's footsteps and keep keep the family tradition going, I guess. Cool. 
so how long have you been playing? Uh, honestly, I didn't get on my first official basketball team until freshman year of high school. But I started actually trying to learn how to play ball eighth grade year. Okay. So I'm just now actually learning how to play ball, if we're being honest. Wow, that's crazy. So you started playing in ninth grade, yeah. and now you're playing in college. Yeah. That's crazy. A lot of people play their whole lives and don't even get to play in college. So that's what's up. That's a big-time accomplishment. Yeah. It really just a – I was a football kid, so, like, it was just nothing but me and the football around all the time. Like, I usually probably be you and the basketball everywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just me and the football everywhere. That's pretty much That's just, what's up, man. Just an athlete, basically. Okay. So – this podcast is centered around the mental aspect of basketball. How do you feel, how important do you feel that the mental side of the game is versus the physical side? Oh, man, your mental is everything in any sport you play, really. But in basketball, it's very important. So, like, it's just your mental is first. You have to make big reads and big plays. And it all starts with the thinking process and the focus in the game. Uh, taking a deep breath, concentrating on what's next in the next play. Can't beat yourself up about everything, you know? Yeah, I agree. So can you tell us about a time that you had to rely on these mental skills that you built up uh, in the game or competition in high school or college, either one? Oh, uh, my first big experience with that was this year, going against Juan Bond, mm-hmm. when we were down big. And I didn't let my emotions and my, uh, I just wasn't rushing. I mm-hmm. played with poise. I was calmed down, let the next play happen, and yeah. we came back and got the victory. Just taking deep breaths, wasn't rushing, and things like that. That's what's up. That was a big time game for you, man. Yeah, no, I was very surprised on myself when the, the outcome of that game. Yeah, that's that was that was a good one. I can't lie. So when you're training and getting ready, like in the off season or in practice or things like that, how do you balance the mental and physical aspects of basketball training? Uh, in training, it's a little bit different for me because um, I love to work. Like I love hard working. I just love to outwork everybody because I believe if I if I work out at six and people still sleep, I feel like I got one up against you. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like me just doing that little bit of more work than you, I just feel like I'm winning the competition. I'm yeah. very competitive. So. I feel you. So what you're saying is the the work you put in gives you that confidence when you like out on the court because you know you know well, all the work I done put in and everything I did for this yeah. moment. So. Yeah. Okay. I like that one. So what are some what are some strategies mentally that you use to stay focused during the game? Maybe when something bad happens or to get ready for a game. To get ready for a game, I pray. Uh, I talk to talk to my grandma for every game. Mm-hmm. Just see how she's doing because she's the reason why I'm still here. Uh, just really praying, talking to God, taking deep breaths, trying to stay calm and poised. And then during the game, it's just next play at a time, one play at a time. Just keep going. If you mess up. I mean, you can't dwell on that moment. It already happened. You got to make it up for next play. Yeah, I feel you on that one. I'm a, I pray before every single game. Uh, if you ever see me like on the bench, right, I have my head down. That's me, like saying a prayer to God and things like that, asking for certain things that I want out of the game. No injuries, a good game, having fun. Yeah, along those lines. But yeah, yeah you said one play at a time. I yeah. think I feel like that's one of the most important things for anybody listening to this to just play in the moment regardless of what happens. So if you mess up, just focus on the next play because if you keep going thinking about what happened before... It's going to screw you up in the game. Yeah, it'll, it'll affect you negatively going forward. So just stay in the present. I think that's a great one. Just stay in the present and play in the moment. Regardless of what happens, it's always the next play. You taught me that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. In practice, you're like, if you mess up, 
next play. Just make it back next play. So that's been going with it. Took it and run with it. Yeah. So do you use any like visual like visualization type of techniques where you just kind of picture yourself doing certain things, or do you just rely on other methods? I mean, yeah, the visual visualization things. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was working working out here, I just remember like where my warm spots is and. Try to get everybody to that good spot. I know your one of your best spots is the left wing. So like anytime we run a play, I make sure I give you that side. Mm-hmm. Just let your call work out, or just let you work out over there. That's one of your high spots. So I try to remember where everybody personnel is and go off of that. Really. Okay, that's a good one. So after the game, maybe let's say you had a bad game, or you're dealing with other things going on in life. How do you deal with that type of stress, or that maybe that high pressure moment in a game where you have to take a clutch free throw or clutch shot or something like that? How do you deal with that anxiety or that stress from from the pressure? Uh, what game was that? I missed one free throw. And the encouragement from you and the team, you like, we got your back, we got you. Uh, just take your time and make the next one. Um, just the words right there, just knowing y'all being there for me. Just uh, having my back during the whole season, just make me uh, handle the anxiety a little bit more. And then the conversation I have with my pops uh, just really helps me out every after every game. We have a little recap. He tell me how I did, what I need to work on. So, but main thing is you guys. Been- That's what's up. Yeah, it's always good to have some good teammates there, like supporting you and you know encouraging you to do better. Yeah, do everything. Just not on and off the court. I mean, I have talks with Jason, you, mm-hmm. Marcus, Mark. Sometimes it's just it's more about it's more than basketball. You know. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. So how do you, you talked about your teammates encouraging you. How do you, how do you build that in your other teammates, in your teammates? What do you say to your teammates? Um, for example, if say that you're not having a good shooting night, keep shooting. I mean, mm-hmm. you hurting us not shooting the ball. Just mm-hmm. like how sometimes I hurt us not taking the shot I need to take. Mm-hmm. Shoot the ball one play at a time. Get it back on defense. I mean, we all here for each other. We play as one. So if one person not doing what we need to do, that's how it crushes us at the end. Um, picking each other head up, telling each other to keep playing, keep running, great hustle. Always words of encouragement can help you too. That's a good one. That's a good one. What advice would you give to younger players who are just starting out trying to develop their mental side, the mental side of the game? What advice would you give to a younger player? And um, then I, got, I think I got something too I want to add to it. So after you go, I'll go. A mental thing? A mental, uh, yeah. Confidence is really key. Just keep going, honestly. If you feel like Nothing. I feel like nothing's in your way. If you want it, go, if you want it, go get it. That's, mm-hmm. that's really how I live. That's how I feel. If you want anything in life, you have to go get it. Work your ass off for it, and then God will reward you in return for that. That's it. I like that, and I would say, just to walk in, like walk in the room like you belong there, or walk on the yeah. court like you belong there. Don't walk in and try to be timid or you know scared to make plays or things like that. You have to walk into the room. Like you belong there and carry yourself like that, you know, in your game. You don't have to talk. You don't have to do all these if that's not your type of thing. But have that type of vibe about yourself, that type of swagger about yourself, that energy about yourself going into whatever you're going into, whether it's an open gym or practice or a game. Just just have some swag about yourself and know that you put the work in and you trust yourself, basically. Work hard, man. I mean, I, if I could tell anybody this, not even the young kids, anybody who want to play any sport, you got to work. Work your ass off for it. Do the extra work to get there and just just love to work, man. Work is how you get anywhere. Okay, I want to switch switch 
gears right here. Um, this is something I've been looking into for a minute now. It's called like, uh, like a flow state or the zone. So can you describe a time where you felt like you were in the zone or experienced this type of flow state in a game? And how do you think that you got to that point, to that like state where you just in the zone, everything else is kind of just moving in slow motion or you just super focused on what's going on? I would use the farm bond game again, but I think it's another game I did pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit of a uh, um, is that William Baptist, mm -hmm. uh, the blue team we played? Mm -hmm. I mean, everything was just going right for all of us. I mean, but I knew I was in the zone when I didn't let their best, the best score that game. He had mm -hmm. 19 in the first half. Mm -hmm. He didn't finish that good in the second half. I just, everything was zoned out. I couldn't hear nobody. Mm -hmm. All the chain was just muted. Just me focused on locked in on my opponent and offense and sitting on my teammates to score. Uh, everything was just blacked out. Like yeah. I don't know if you know what that means. Like in my definition of blacked out, is just locked in on one thing. Mm -hmm. Like I can't hear nothing else. Like tunnel vision. Yeah. That's the type of thing. That's how I, that's how I felt that game. Just me locked in on one person, locked in on the goal of winning. Yeah. That's a crazy feeling to feel because when you when you feel that feeling, you can't even you can't even describe it like you want to. It's just something you yeah. gotta. Be you in. gotta be there. It just gotta be there. It just everything feels so effortless. Effortless. I'm talking about everything was right. Everything was fair. I ain't yeah. too much of it. Every every move goes the way you wanted to. Every shot feels good. Even if you make a miss, every shot still feels good. I feel like when I get in that zone, or how to how I get to that zone. I was was, the same thing because you had a couple moments when it looked like you was in the zone. Yeah, like, I you just tell from your warm ups because like. Me and Manning were talking about me and Coach Manning. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. we're talking about it. He's like, everything you do is just game speed, mm -hmm. like everything, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Warm ups, if you just shoot around, you just in the gym by yourself. Everything is game speed. So yeah. when is one of the times that you were saying you was in the zone or like uh, something like that? I would say I was in the zone like the last. I feel like I've been in the zone for a minute. I feel like I just try to go out there. I do my I go through my routine. I do my jump ropes, I do my stretching, I do my exercises before the game. And then when my body's feeling good, I don't have to worry about, you know, just still trying to get loose. So that's one thing I don't have to worry about. And then in warm-ups, I just try to focus on all my mechanics, my shooting mechanics, my how I'm making my moves, going hard and stuff like you said. And then once I once I say that prayer and once I go through the do my handshake, my prayer, my stuff like that. I feel like it's a switch that I just turn on. It's just like that's the, that's a switch right there. Like you win the mode now. Um, I feel like I can't do any wrong once I go through that. Like if I miss five shots or I make five shots, I'm just like stay aggressive. And that's something I try to do quarters and like the end of quarters. I try to be real aggressive at those times. So you one of the, one of the players I play with and played against that switch is like when it's on, it's on. Like yeah. that, it's like it never go off until like you're done. Yeah. But when it's on. It's on. Like, last game, yeah, that switch was on for sure. I ain't, I ain't going. It was kind of crazy watching that. Yeah, and I think part of it, too, is I'm getting to the end of my career, and I'm just trying to leave it all out there. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that's something I would say to younger players as well. You never know when your last game will be. You might get hurt and never can play again. So always go out there and give 110%, whether it's practice, a game, open gym regardless just leave it all out on the floor because you never know when to be your last time and you want to be able to look in the mirror and be like i gave it my all yeah. whether you play good or bad i gave everything i had so blood sweat and tears and honestly you don't know when it's your time to go
than anything. Just like everything I said, the one thing. When playing this game, it's going to be ups and downs for sure. Like, you're going to have your days when you're not hitting shots. You're going to have your days when somebody might out uh, might outshine you or mm-hmm. work you. But you always got to stay level-headed and keep your composure. Always play with confidence no matter what. I'm still working on it as a freshman. So, I mean, just keep playing. You know, always work hard. And thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Jamar, for joining me on this week's episode. Stay tuned. going on welcome back to the mind over matter podcast where we talk about the mental side of basketball last week we had jamar sites on here where i did an interview with him and that went pretty well but this week we have another special guest claire williams is on the basketball team here at webster university she plays on the women's team and she's a freshman claire you want to say what's up yeah hi guys i'm claire i'm from omaha nebraska i'm a freshman and i play basketball yeah i'm a psychology major yeah, thanks for being on the episode, and kudos to you guys. You had a good season, um, made it to the national tournament for the second year in a row. All right, so let's get into it. How did you find Webster, and are you glad that you made that decision? Um, it's a funny story. I love telling the story because I thought I had played, like, the worst basketball game of my life. I was, like, pouting in a corner at this tournament, and I checked my Twitter, and I had a notification from Coach O, and I was like, what is Webster University? What the hell is a Gorlock? <laughs> when I got back in town to Omaha, we had a call, and it was honestly like an hour-long phone call, longest phone call I've ever had with the coach, and I got off the phone, and I went downstairs to my mom, and I started crying, because I was like, Mom, I'm going there. Like, yeah. that's like the sweet spot for me. Um, I checked like a lot of things off that I wanted in the college. I wanted a college in the city. Um, I wanted a college that was diverse. I kind of wanted a... a student population that was similar to my high school or bigger um and so it just checked off a lot of the things that i wanted and then i had a really good relationship with coach o um and coach cole at the time who has since moved on but then that's what's up i like you spoke really passionate about that i feel like coach o is a really good guy and like he does a good job with his recruits and things like that bringing them in and making them feel like this is a good place to be and things like that so so this podcast is about the mental side of basketball in your opinion, what do you think about the mental side of basketball versus the physical and how important it is? I mean, it's always like said that basketball is more mental than it is physical. Um, sure, there's the physical aspect of it. You know, you can dunk, you can do all the tricks, the fancy stuff, show off. You can shoot, you can score, you know. But for me, I struggled mentally for a really long time, and I didn't realize how much that held me back physically. Um, it wasn't until like my sophomore summer that I actually got confidence within my game. And then once I started getting confident, it, my physical side of basketball changed completely because I believed that I could do it. And so, I mean, you're going to have hard days as a basketball player and you're going to have bad practices, bad games, but it's like how you respond to that and how you bounce back that affects the next one. I think that's a great answer. Um, you talked about some of like the setbacks you have. How do you deal with, how do you deal with some of those setbacks in like losing a game or like going through a slump, how do you like deal with that and get through it? Um, yeah, so first I kind of let myself feel the emotions. You know, if I'm mad, I let myself be pissed. You know, if I'm sad, I let myself cry. Um, if I'm frustrated, I kind of usually go get like a stress ball or something just to like squeeze it out. Um, and then I usually go call my mom 
just because my mom is my safe person that I vent to and she'll just kind of listen to me and so that's kind of how I process everything is by talking to her um and then if it's something with like with me um I know like this game this one of the games this year I had a high number of turnovers and that was really bothering me so I went and I talked to Coach O about it we watched film together and so just seeing like okay I could have done this instead or just like kind of realizing why I made those mistakes and what I could have done instead um helps calm me down too um but honestly, like, you just kind of have to recognize what went wrong for the slump and then what can you do to get over it, and you can't dwell on it. I used to be a dweller, and I would, like, hold something for months, and it always would mess with my mind. And so until, like, I realized, like, I have to let it go, especially being a point guard, you have to have a forget-it mentality because if you throw a turnover, you better get back on defense. You know, walking back on that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely, like, dwelling on something. We talked about that last week um, with me and Jamar, like dwelling on something to have you like messing up constantly over and over again versus if mm -hmm. you just forget the mistake and just keep playing, then you just start to play better. Uh, my next question is, what are some of the techniques that you use to perform your best on the court? Um, for one, music, music and a routine. Um, I used to listen to like heavy rap and like R&B before games. And I found that it would get me too anxious because mm -hmm. it was like too pump up almost. So I had to like start playing my feels playlist before games because then it would just like <laughs> calm me down, like yeah, the slow that. melodies and stuff. Listen to music and then have like a set routine that I do. Do like my hip exercises before I get on the court. Um, my stretches I do in a certain order. It like even comes down to like when we do like um, partner passing. So it'd be me and my partner. Like I have a set list of how I go through my passes mm -hmm. and just like staying in a routine helps calm me down. White Till Anthem, my high school, we had like the signal that we'd always do before mm -hmm. games. And so at the college level, I still do the high school thing just because it's um, it was just a comfort thing. It was part of my routine for so long. So carrying those like little routines with me into college. Now I think a routine is definitely like one of the best things like for a basketball player, especially like young basketball players coming up to have, because it just gets you like in that mode and gets you ready for the game. So definitely having a routine, I agree with. Throughout the season, I saw you like go from like coming off the bench to starting to like playing big minutes in the games. Mm -hmm. So how would you say over the course of the season and just being a basketball player in general, you build and maintain your confidence? So at the beginning, like I came in wanting to start. Like my, I told Coach O from the jump, like I want to, you know, I want to compete for a starting spot mm -hmm. and you know I've always had a pretty good work ethic I like to get better um, I like to compete and so I never get really discouraged if I see like competition I know some people like see competition they back down right away but I've never been that type I like to go at it and practice and as soon as we step off the court it's all love but you know while we're in those those baselines and sidelines, it's it's up. And so I was really frustrated at the beginning of the year because I wanted more and I wasn't getting more. It's not like I can just go sub myself in. And so I just kept working at it. I kept staying consistent. I kept going to watch film with Coach O. And he just kept telling me, like, you're still young. Like, it's okay. You're going to get your minutes. And I was like, I want my minutes now. And starting guard got hurt. I had to step up. It wasn't, like, I was kind of, like, scared how the other girls were going to react to it because, I mean, the rest of the starting five was all upperclassmen. They're all juniors and seniors. So that have all played together. So I was like, oh no, like this could be, you know, what if they don't take it well? And it was smooth. It was a smooth transition. So it went really well, I think. And I feel like that's a good mindset to have. I had like, your situation is like exactly what happened to me my freshman year. Mm -hmm. um, I was like getting like garbage minutes at the, at the end of the game if we were down or like just a few minutes here and there throughout the course of like the first non-conference schedule. Mm -hmm. But our best player at that time, JJ, he got hurt. He was out for like, 
a few games. Yeah. And Coach Bunch had put me in. We played Greenville, a team that presses a lot. And I was like coming from Memphis, like all the teams press and stuff like that. So I was used to playing in that mm-hmm. type of environment. And I came in, I, I think I had 24 points that game. And like from that moment on, like I started every single game for the yeah. rest of my college career. So I definitely feel what you're saying, like compete, go hard and practice, like pretend like they're not your teammates in practice and things like mm-hmm. that. And it'll make the team better just in general. So I definitely agree with that. So my next question is, how do you balance the mental and physical aspects of your training and preparation for games? Um, I've gotten a lot better at listening to my mental. Like, if I'm just not feeling a workout, like, if, I mean, some days I will wake up and just not feel it. I mean, everyone has those days. I just got to remember that rest days are important, too. But multiple rest days, you kind of got to reevaluate, like, okay, it's been three days in a row and I haven't been feeling this workout. What's the real issue here? Mm -hmm. Is it actually dreading the workout or is it something else that's going on in my life because I can get really anxious sometimes and so when I get really anxious I tend to zero in on one thing Mm -hmm. just kind of listening to my body um I've had off and on hip problems part of that's genetics part of that's just the wear and tear of it um because I used to do cross country and track and so um listening to them too I had to take a week off in season um no practice nothing not even getting on the bike and that was really hard for me because it's like you want to be on the court, but physically, you know, you're not healthy enough to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to take that time and listen to my body and ease back into it. And then when I went home from winter break, we finally targeted what the issue was with the hips. And I've been better since then. I've gotten a lot better with eight as I've gotten older. You couldn't tell me to sit out when I was younger. Like yeah. I would play on ankles that were bruised, purple. Like, I mean, even my senior year, um, I was in a boot. Mm-hmm. My ankle was purple, swollen, had just freshly like gotten it sprained on mm. Friday night, played the game Saturday. Like, I was yeah. in a boot before and after the game. I just think listening to my body and listening to my mind is a big mm-hmm. one that I've actually had to learn. I, I can agree with that. Um, I used to be the same way. I used to think, like, I need to play every single game. I need to practice every single practice. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm hurt, like, I need to be there mm-hmm. just for the team so make sure that we're good. But I feel like as, you, as I got older, I started to, like, just listen, like you said, listen to my body and rest as I needed to, especially, like, in the off-season. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the type of person that I, like, go to the gym three times a day. Yeah. But I, sometimes you don't need to do that. Just, yeah. like, you can tear your body down and end up not playing because of that. So definitely that. And I would say started to, like, do, like, the smaller things, like the mobility stuff with sites mm-hmm. or, like, the, the stretching at nighttime, things like that. Yeah. And I found that once I go to practice, once I go in the game, I feel much better mm-hmm. because of that. So. Definitely, yeah, I feel that. I feel like a lot of, like, basketball as a whole overlooks, like, the importance of mobility and stretching and just, like, okay, we did high knees and butt kicks, like, let's get into it. And I wish kind of, like, at a younger age, at least in Omaha, they don't really teach the importance of, like, stretching and taking care of your body. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I would have maybe taken care of myself a little bit better had I known the importance of it. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't until I had, like, a trainer um, in my middle school years that, like, really, like, he wouldn't let us touch the court until we had stretched for, like, 10, 20 minutes. Um, and he had foam rollers, everything, bands. It wasn't until then that I was like, oh, this is kind of an issue. Like, that's needs addressed, but... And you're only a freshman, so you can't. I know. <laughs> I'm too young for this. <laughs> so, my next question is kind of going on the same line as that. Like, basketball is a long, like, the season is long. Like, so you got long. preseason work. You got during the season work, and you got maybe sometimes after, like, while school is still in how do you like what do you do to get away from the game 
when I've had like enough with basketball, I just I usually go for a run. Yeah. Running has like been one of my huge like stress relievers mm-hmm. and it's fun for me. If I can't go for a run if I'm too sore or something, I go for a walk. Just usually getting out in nature kinda helps relieve that. But then shopping is another one that is like gives me kind of that stress relief, yeah. which isn't good for my bank account. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that I do that I enjoy and then it just kinda refreshes me. I don't know why, but just going to the mall with my friends and my family mm-hmm. just kind of gives me that breather I need. Um, writing is another big one. I like venting out my feelings. And even if I'm not writing about basketball, if I'm writing about something else that's going on or just mm-hmm. even like what I wish, it just kind of takes my mind off of what's frustrating me with basketball. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's good to have like some outlets away from the game because I feel like eventually one day mm-hmm. the ball's going to stop bouncing for anybody. Like LeBron James, Michael Jordan, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. One day it's going to be a life outside of basketball. And I feel like having those outlets is good, just in case you never know what happens. Any last words or advice that you would give to anybody out here um, that wants to know about the mental side of the game or just being a student athlete or a college basketball player in general? Um, one of my biggest things is like, don't invalidate your feelings. Like I invalidated the way I felt for so long because like, I would just be like, oh, you're overreacting or it's not that big of a deal. Like let yourself feel the feelings because that can what be what motivates you. Um, you know, I didn't get a starting spot right away and I didn't think I deserved it being a freshman. Like, but I used that, you know, frustration for me to work at something else, just kind of harbor those feelings and use it. I'm not saying like hold a grudge or dwell on it for too long, but just let yourself feel it and don't force yourself to, you know, if you aren't feeling the gym for a day, don't force yourself to, because I know for myself, like if I force myself to go to the gym and I'm already not feeling it, my workout's just going to be bad. Um, my shot will be off and I'll just get more and more frustrated and then nothing good gets out of it. I just wasted two hours of my life. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, I mean, the mental, just really take care of your mental health. Um, I feel like basketball is a sport where it's so easy for coaches to beat up on their athletes. So don't be the one that beats up on yourself because even I'm guilty of doing that a lot. But Well, I, got, I hope you guys had your pen and pad out taking notes because Claire was dropping a lot of gems on us today. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Claire, thank you again for coming. That's it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you.